Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about my friend Eric Cook at uh, Farmers Insurance and the Cook Insurance Agency. I've worked with Eric for well over five years. Uh, he already does my auto and my home. Uh, he is so good at what he does because he asks the right questions to get me into the policy that I need. He is also very good at returning phone calls and emails. He even does that on his day off. And when you need something and you have a question, it's always important to be able to work with somebody who gets back to you in a reasonable amount of time. You don't want to be waiting when you have important questions, right? So my suggestion, highly recommend Eric and his staff at the Cook Insurance Agency, over 70 years of experience. Give them a call if you need them. And you will be thrilled that you did. 303-790-8089. 303-790-8089. Time now for the buzz. The buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Forest Products, where they specialize in wholesale lumber to the public. Go to Rocky Mountain Forest Products in Wheat Ridge or go to rmfp.com. All right, let's go out to the hotline. We're going to bring in our friend, Super Bowl champ, Todd Davis. His segment is brought to you by the Davis Fund. How are you, Todd? I'm doing great. How are you? Uh, good. So after the Kansas City game, the players said they are looking at the last five games of the season as playoff games. With that, what exactly does that mean? Does that mean they're going to try harder? What does that mean? That means... Um, they're taking the mentality of win or go home. Um, you're looking at every game as a must-win game, um, as a game that you need to win to in order to advance to your season, advance as if you were in the playoffs. Um, and it, every game is a must-win. I mean, you start off the season with every game being a win, but as everyone knows, when the playoffs come around, um, you kind of turn up the intensity, you turn in, turn up the uh, preparation, and you get ready to go. Is there a difference between a must-win game and a game that's like a playoff game? Um, I would say, yes, there actually is. Um, you know, a must-win game um, is a game that you have to win and everybody feels like um, you know it's important for the team to win. But a playoff game is um, the whole world knows you need to win. Um, the coaching staff are looking at the game as, um, you know, maybe one of the last steps in order to winning a Super Bowl. Um, I've had the honor to win one in my career, and only one, um, so I know how tough it is to get there. So when you get to the playoffs, um, every game is centered around winning to get to the Super Bowl. If I would have told you before the Chiefs game, Javante Williams would have about 175 yards of combined offense on the ground or catching the ball. Patrick Mahomes would have his worst day of his you know, of the season, arguably of his career. Travis Kelsey would have a couple of catches. Tyreek Hill would have a couple of catches. And the Broncos' defense would be nothing short of fantastic against the Chiefs' offense. Uh, how many points do you think the Broncos would have won by in that game? 
Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I probably would have believed uh, Javante Williams having a great night. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if I would have uh, believed that the Broncos would have done such a great job with Patrick Mahomes. They did a phenomenal job, uh, you know, keeping him contained all night and really playing well. Um, I mean, besides the pick six and another pick that put them in field goal range, they really didn't give him, um, as far as the points that they allowed Patrick Mahomes to score, it was really wasn't too much, maybe 12. Um, so I think they did a great job with him all night. What exactly did the Broncos do schematically to keep Mahomes in check? Um, I think they really just, um, you know, played, um, you know, single high safety football, um, which a lot of teams don't do against them, at least this year. Um, they were able to play single high with Justin, um, let Kareem come down the box sometimes when it was, you know, in the run game. Um, and in the past game, I think that the, the DBs just played phenomenally. Um, there really were any um, big plays, uh, open passes for Mahomes to make. Um, they just played great football all the way around. We're talking with Todd Davis. He joins us every Wednesday on the show. His segment is brought to you by the Davis Fund. You've always been very good at answering very direct questions. Unfortunately for me, you're always very good at dancing around those questions because you're very good at doing interviews, but I'll be direct with you right now. Do you believe next year's quarterback is currently on this roster? I think that um, next year's quarterback um, is still up in the air. Um, I don't know for sure whether he's, he's good. on the roster. Andrew, or he's good. Under. He's good. He's really he's let good. Him, let him finish. He's let, good. Let Todd finish, he's Eric. Good. I was listening to him. Go ahead, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I think I think that they definitely have some options uh, for next year. I think Teddy has proved that he can play at a high level. Um, you know, but I don't know exactly what you know their mindset is going into next year. I feel like they do have a quarterback um, that can be great for them next year. They decide to go with him since the team, and I'm not sure about. When you, as a defender, were going up against an offense that had a strong running game, you obviously kind of play to stop that. So from a defensive perspective, how much difficult is it if a team can pair that strong running game with a vertical passing game that is viable and can make some plays? I mean, that's really uh, unstoppable. Uh, You talk about a combo that can't be beaten. If you're able to run the ball, um, and then you have a deep pass, passing game attack that um, is second to none. I think that's what makes Super Bowl winning um, teams, at least, um, you know, the best offenses in the game um, are kind of structured that way. Um, so you talk about teams that can run the ball hard and you know, take deep shots down the field. I don't know um, what defense or um, if any team can stop that. When you look at the contract that Cortland Sutton signed, and the contract that Tim Patrick signed. Are you thinking as a fan watching the game, man, are we really utilizing these guys the right way right now? Yeah, I don't feel like uh, necessarily uh, we're using them the right way based off of um, what they can do on the field and then also what they paid them. I think they paid those guys a lot of money, which they 100% rightfully earned. Um, but I, I don't think they're using them to their full potential. They are two um, phenomenal wide receivers that need the ball more. I mean, it's tough when you have 
uh, Javante Williams as a rookie coming in and being spectacular the way he has. But um, I think they still need to find a way to get um, Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick the ball. Okay. Vic says that all the time. Shermer says that all the time. But you could be more forthright with your answer. How do they do that? They have to design plays uh, for them going into the week, um, similar to what the Chiefs do with um, with Cheetah and Travis Kelsey. There are design plays where Travis Kelsey knows he's getting the ball, the whole team knows he's getting the ball, and it's meant to feed the offense. Um, and they know that the offense goes through um, their passing game. And I think that's how they have to structure the offense here. They have to design plays for premier pass catchers to get the ball. Um, and sometimes it doesn't open. It doesn't really matter um, what the coverage is going to Tim Patrick. And there's nothing anybody can do to stop it. And that's how we're going to run the offense. I think that's how they kind of have to have the mindset, um, you know, for the next five games. Should the offense, in terms of the game planning, should they be going in thinking, okay, maybe we do have to try to get the ball to Jerry Judy X amount of times, Cortland Sutton X amount of times, instead of just kind of getting carried away with the flow of the game? Absolutely. I think that's how I would do it um, if I was a defensive coordinator. Um, I think that's how um, they make sure that everybody gets their touches. Um, and, and I think they can also um, still be balanced by making sure we're going to give um, each wide receiver X amount of touches as, as well as give Javante and uh, Melvin X amount of touches. Um, I think you can, you know, have yourself balanced in the game before the game even starts, but also make sure that you're feeding all the weapons you have because it's very important to keep everybody um, who can make an impact in the game making impact in the game. Andrew and I had a long conversation yesterday on the show about Kenny Young and Josie Jewell. Of course, Josie is a friend of yours. You played with him for more than a few years. And then they have Baron Browning. Obviously, you know as much about the inside linebacker position as anyone because you played it for so many years. Let's say they bring back Josie. Let's say they bring back Young. And then, of course, you have Browning under contract. If they stay in a 3-4 defense... Of those three, what is the best combination to be the starters? Well, you know, um, I think Josie is a great player and a great tackler. Um, He has been for the last few years, and he's finally starting to get some recognition. Um, So definitely I feel like he needs to be a starter. Um, The way that he uh, leads the defense and gets guys set up and – really knows his job and every other person on the defense job, um, that's really unmatched. And I know that he's a veteran player, and he's always going to come and bring his uh, hard hat and his lunch pail to work. This is how he works. Um, I also feel like um, Kenny Young has done a great job coming in and playing well. Um, I didn't uh, know too much about him from um, the Rams, but I feel like he's came in and played well. Um, I saw him um, last Sunday night. Uh, one-on-one with Kelsey uh, quite a few times, and he, I feel like he did a great job. I mean, that's not an easy task by any means. Um, I think those two will be your starters, and then you have Baron Browning, um, you know, learning and continuing to get better um, for eventually, um, you know, a starting job at some point. Okay, so you have a big Toys for Tots uh, fundraising drive going on on Saturday, part of the Davis Fund. What's going on? Yeah, so um, this Saturday I'm going to work, be working with Toys for Tots at their event, um, helping to 
um, pass out toys and just spread a little bit of how they cheer and um, help to give back to my community. Um, it should be about three to 4,000 families that we're helping out. Um, I'm excited. I can't wait. I think it'll be a great day. And where is this going to be at? Can people go there just to meet you? Oh, yeah, you can come down. Um, it should be um, downtown um, at the Toys for Tots um, distribution center. Um, I believe you can find that online. Um, so it should be myself and a lot of Marines there um, helping um, to give give back. And tell us also more about the Davis Fund and how you are giving back to the community through your real estate company. Yep. So uh, the Davis Fund is the LLC my wife and I started. Uh, we do for-profit and uh, non-for-profit uh, real estate investment and acquisitions. Uh, you know, our nonprofit uh, portion of the company, we really um, help by giving back um, to single single mothers and uh, families in transition and want to continue to uh, help and provide housing even to our veterans and people in need with mental health. So um, we're building up that part of our brand and our company um, to really help build homes for people who really need them. Todd, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for what you do for our community. And I know Saturday uh, they're going to love seeing you out there. And hopefully you make a lot of families very, very happy this holiday season. Perfect. I can't wait, man. I think it'll be fun. Have a good one. Thank you, Todd. Appreciate it. Todd Davis, Super Bowl champ. Coming up after the break, we talked about at the top of the show. Need to bring this back up again. According to a longtime sportscaster, a guy by the name of Jordan Schultz, Russell Wilson has narrowed down the teams he would like to be traded to if indeed the Seahawks are willing to trade him. Are the Broncos on the list? That's next.